Carson has left his wife, maybe you're not single anymore. This sounds vaguely insulting and more than a little negative, so Sasha says, I'll see. After meeting Monique, Sasha takes the subway down to Carson's club, where he's been staying for the past two weeks. Sasha loves his club, the threadbare stateliness of it, the way the staff flirt with her, the masculine rooms. She doesn't care if he lives there forever. She happens to meet Carson in the lobby where he's collecting his mail, and in the elevator she tells him about the phone call. He looks startled. She called you? Yes, and asked me out for a drink. Well, I don't think you should go, Carson says. She's not a nice drunk. The elevator stops and some other people get on, so Sasha is left to digest this piece of information in silence. Anne is not a nice drunk. She can add this to the only other two details Carson has ever revealed about Anne, which is that she works as an administrator for a non-profit charity for the homeless, and that it drives him crazy the way she never empties the fluff out of the dryer filter. Sasha wonders if it's some sort of flaw in her character that she was never more curious about Anne. Shouldn't she have been fascinated, eaten up by jealousy, followed them on marital outings? Once they get to Carson's room, she says, How is she not a nice drunk? Carson is flipping through his mail. She just repeats herself endlessly, but she repeats herself endlessly when she's sober, too. Another piece of information. Maybe Sasha should have been asking questions all along. But why do you think she wants to meet me? Is she going to murder me? Ha, says Carson, dumping his mail on the desk. She might bore you to death, but otherwise, you're pretty safe. The fact that Carson finds Anne so boring is slightly shocking to Sasha. It seems to her that Carson is interested in everything. You could tell him a story without one single redeeming feature, like that the man at the bodega gave you Canadian money for change, and he would say, really, which bodega was that? This actually happened to Sasha last week, and she put the coins in her wallet and keeps accidentally trying to buy stuff with them and being yelled at by street vendors all over Manhattan. The idea that Carson could be bored by anyone, let alone someone who maybe loves him, is distressing. And why did you tell her my name, anyway? Sasha asks. She asked, Carson says. The night I told her about the affair, she said, tell me about her. I want to know about this person who's so important to you. Sasha says nothing. Carson told his wife about the affair two weeks ago. He said he hadn't meant to do it, but they were discussing their marriage and she was being all nice and sympathetic and told him he could tell her if there was someone else that she would understand. Since then, he has said, somewhat cryptically, that her attitude seems to have undergone a change. Even just thinking about this, it is hard for Sasha not to shake her head at the universal stupidity of men. Sasha and Carson go out to dinner, just like a married couple. Well, maybe not a married couple, but a legitimate couple at least, not caring anymore if anyone sees them. During dinner, he asks about the book Sasha is writing, and Sasha is suddenly conscious of being boring. Should she be talking about Syria or global warming? 
It's only due to Carson that Sasha writes books at all. He was the one who encouraged her when an editor approached her about writing young adult romance novels, who told her, who cares if it's YA, you're still making a living by writing, and he was the one who sent her two dozen salmon-colored roses during the weekend in which she had to read two dozen young adult romances so that she could write the next one in the series. She did it, too, though sometimes she feels she was never the same afterward. And now Sasha, who never even had much of a job before, has a career of sorts and is offered four book contracts and gets to stay home all day in her pajamas and really loves what she does. Also, Carson has proven exceptionally good at troubleshooting plot issues. The only person better at it is Monique, but she gets upset if Sasha doesn't use her ideas and Carson doesn't seem to care. He can reel off a dozen possible solutions and doesn't mind if she rejects them all. So she tells him that all the characters in this book live on an island, and she needs to find a way for all of them to miss the last ferry home, and they discuss that for the rest of dinner. Then they go back to Carson's room and get ready for bed, brushing their teeth together, another married couple thing, and Carson...